today on the Italian radio show. It's National Spaghetti Day as we make our New Year's resolutions and a new book preview from our favorite Italian author, Mike DeLuccia. All of this and more coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian radio show. You know, now I feel like we're almost getting back here to normal. Uh, it's our first broadcast of 2021. And believe it or not, I'm here in the studio, your host, Tony Lestella. But I also, believe it or not, have Marcia, our world traveler, who's always gone somewhere here and there, just got back from Italy. She's back with us today. Hey, Marcia Caputo, you there? Yes, ciao a tutti. Buon anno to everyone, too. Yes, I'm back. And you're not glad to see me finally to be home? I'm Are so glad? glad to finally see you finally to be home. We, we, we'll, we'll translate that for everybody in a little sorry. bit. Sorry, for me to be home. I'm sorry. I was talking about me, <laughs> not you. <laughs> well, uh, we, uh, we still got to get together here because, uh, you know, we're still broadcasting from all parts of the place, the world, and yeah, yeah, with COVID and putting it all together. But, folks, you are listening to us live today on KKNW, 11.50 a.m. in the greater Puget Sound area. And for those of you who are outside of our broadcast range, you can hear us. Uh, you can stream the show from anywhere in the world. If you go to our website, which is WCIR.biz, just remember the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio, WCIR.biz, click the little uh, button at the top of the page there, and you can stream today's show uh, on your computer or device from wherever you are. You can also listen to all of our past shows there for the last five, six years in our archives. And, of course, uh, this show will go up in the archives tonight so you can share it uh, with your friends, your family throughout the week. Uh, it'd be a real glutton for punishment. There you are. So, you know, Marcia, we're back here. It's 2021, our first show. And I thought a good way to get started, mm. you know, I got a couple of Italian news stories that I just uh, pulled out about, you know, basically the first one's about New Year's, uh, New Year's Italian traditions. Now, and, you know, I want to ask you about these because, of course, I grew up Italian-American. You grew up, you know, Italian-Italian uh, in northern Italy. Uh, uh, this come is a story I got out of the Little Italy magazine. This came out uh, just a couple days ago on December 31st, 2020. And these are the New Year's Italian traditions. The first one, of course, that we've talked about before is red underwear, right? You have right. to wear red underwear on New Year's Eve. Um, but it has to be new. Yes, it has to be brand new. It says, in fact, that all when you go to Italy uh, on the week between Christmas and New Year's, all the stores there are filled with red underwear, both for men and women, for people to buy, because you got to wear brand new Red underwear on New Year's Eve. It's supposed to represent uh, fertility and hope uh, and hoping to conceive in the following year, right? I don't know if I'm hoping to conceive at my age uh, or fertility. For who, like, who wants to conceive? That's exactly, right. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, uh, but anyway, that is a tradition. And I guess it's very still done to this day, right? It just bring luck too, not just conceive. It's yeah, exactly, new. Exactly. I still yeah. have it. My mom she give a, she brought a little present for Jeff for yeah. uh, New Year's Eve. It was uh, or a pair of socks or a pair of tank top, but have to be red. Yes. All right. Well, that's good. That's good. Now it also says here that mm. um, 
the dinner that you have, you know, your New Year's dinner is very, very important in Italy, okay? Um, traditionally, they have a thing they, call, they eat called zambone e lenticchie, right? Which is pig, pigs, trotter, and lentils. Um, and uh, the younger generation kind of takes a... We call it cotechino. Yeah, they take a little bit of a switch of sausage that contains the meat of the trotter. And I guess the uh, the Italian folklore says that you're supposed to eat sausage before midnight. It's a good omen for the new year because mm-hmm. it contains a lot of fat and symbolizes abundance uh, and bringing good luck and prosperity, right? Yes, yes. Now, the dinner is your financial forecast of the coming year. So eat lots of pig sausages and, you know, there you go, you know. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's my favorite plate. It's so different because how you made it, you boiled this thing, or cotechino, and then you cook the lentils and you put it right on top on the lentils. So the flavor of the sauce, the meat go through the lentils. It's unbelievable. You're going to have to, you're going to make that for me sometime. I got to try yeah. this. Sounds really you gotta, good. You got to try that. It's really good. It's really healthy too. I love it. And like I say, bring luck. All right. Well, it sounds good. Well, so another tradition they say is old pots and pans. They say to banish bad luck, especially in southern Italy, you're supposed to go up to the top of your house, whatever your highest floor is in your house, like your second, third floor, whatever it is, then you throw out all of your old pots and pans, your old clothes, any unwanted items you got to throw out from the upstairs window. It's supposed to symbolize letting go of unhappiness and preparation for a good future, Okay. Um, you gotta be careful, of course, if you're walking outdoors on New Year's Eve that you don't get hit by stuff that people are throwing outside their houses, right? In Northern Italy, it says it's, uh, I did this, I don't know if you guys did this, I know you're from Vicenza. It says in Northern Italy, it's customary to banish a malignant spirits by smashing crockery, taking pots and pans, smashing crockery outside the front of your house. And you guys do that? Yes, yes. In the north, yes, but all people maybe still do. New generation, I don't think so they do that. We still stuck only with the lingerie. <laughs> we don't. The lingerie, all right. That's all right. We can do the lingerie. I like that, okay? Too much um, clean yeah. off of that. <laughs> exactly. She didn't clean that up, okay? Uh, and then the, there's fireworks, of course. Uh, Italians love fireworks. Uh, and mm-hmm. I know this because whenever uh, I've been in Italy in the past and they have any even a small celebration of something, like some unknown saint that nobody has ever heard of, they still shoot off fireworks, okay, to celebrate it. But especially on, on New Year's, uh, they shoot off lots and lots of fireworks. There is, however, a question that I need to ask you, uh, which I don't know the answer of. Okay? I couldn't find this anywhere. You know, here in the United States, it's really big that, you know, when New Year's comes out, you make your New Year's resolutions. Well, we're going to talk about that a little later in the show. But, um, you know, in, in Italy, do they do, like, New Year's resolutions? No, we don't. We just go, like, you know, try to do do the best, and that's it. We don't have, like, here in the States, oh, this New Year, we're going to lose weight. They're going to do all the diet. Right, right, or yeah. Gym. We don't have that. Well, most people follow up that anyway. By the middle of January, forget about it. You know, whatever right. New Year's resolution. You never you know? finish the end. You're not going to follow up. But we just exactly. say, and let's hope to have a great new, uh, new Year's, especially now with the COVID. That's what they're hoping for, probably to be a lockdown, get out from there. That's right. what they're hoping for. But we don't say like a new resolution like American do. 
All right. Well, we have one more news story here. This came out of the New York Times actually this morning. Hmm. Um, and that it's National Spaghetti Day. It's in the okay. United States of America today. January 4th is National Spaghetti Day, uh, which, you know, you are supposed to celebrate with, you know, spaghetti sauce, meatballs, Parmesan cheese, whatever turns you on. But, you know, it's supposed to be you're supposed to eat a hot plate of spaghetti with yourself or with someone you love. Um, interestingly, spaghetti can be traced all the way back to the first century. I mean, we're talking, it can go back to the days of Christ, right? Um, it says uh, it, it was invented, possibly, of course, as we know, was invented in Asia thousands of years ago. But it made it to Italy during the Arabian conquest of Sicily. So actually, pasta first came to Sicily, and then from there, it spread out to other parts of Italy, and they came up with different ways to cook, everywhere from red sauce to marsala to different things. In the 18th century, Thomas Jefferson, who you know was a huge uh, fan of Italy, uh, you know, popularized here in the United States. Of course, also in the last 100, 150 years, with all the Italian immigrants coming to this country, it became a very, very popular, popular dish. Um, and so no one exactly knows why today, January 4th, is historically National you know, Spaghetti Day in the United States. It just, that's, that's what it is. Um, is it believed that when it brought it here, maybe? I have no idea. They, you know, I was reading all the history in it. Yeah. And there's nothing that really ties in the state. So it sounds like it just was an arbitrary thing someone, uh, you know, picked out at some point. Here are some interesting spaghetti facts for you, Marcia. Are you ready for this? Okay, go for it. Okay, so spaghetti, it says in Italian, is supposed to mean twine. You know, like string, like we have twine here, a string that we tie things together. Right. So is that what it means in Italian? Well, that's the spaghetti name is the type of pasta that's long, is straight. But we use it only for pasta. Yeah. So we don't use it for different words. All right. So, it says mm-hmm. tomato sauce on top of spaghetti was actually created in America. They, 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 the tomato sauce? They, really? They, they, yeah. That was created... And also meatballs on spaghetti was also created in America by Italian Americans versus people you know right out of Italy. And also Parmesan, uh, you know, is supposed to be the most or Parmigiano in Italy. That's supposed to be the most popular thing to put on spaghetti, with or without sauce. Everybody likes Parmigiano. Is that right? Oh, yes. The only time you'll use Parmesan is when you have a plate with fish, fish plate. You don't put the Parmesan. All right, it says Marco, uh, let me see, Marco Polo did not discover spaghetti because we actually, as we are looking at here, it came to Sicily, uh, you know, many, many years before that with the Arabians, uh, when they, uh, but it says the average Italian, get this, now, I don't know if this is true, but the average Italian eats 55 pounds of spaghetti or of pasta, of pasta a year, yeah. 55 pounds a year. Yeah, that sounds probably accurate. I mean, probably yeah, more. I think so too. Probably eat more if you live in my house, okay? Um, <laughs> it says the average American eats 15 and a half pounds of pasta a year. Wow. Says, so it, 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 15 and a half pounds, yeah. So the Americans got to catch up with the Italians. You know? <laughs> um, in Italy, it says they make 3 million tons of pasta each year. 3 million tons. Okay. In the wow. U.S., in the U.S., they make 2 million tons. Okay. And then, 
that's in addition to what's made in uh if you look at the number that's scary because think about this Italy is so small and America is so big and we are like look at that it's yeah, well, we do more obviously why it's probably the national dish in, in Italy is pasta and as we know from our past thing that's why Mussolini lost the war because he started he didn't like to eat was like one of the few Italians in history that didn't like to eat and he outlawed <laughs> pasta and so then everybody hated him and they all turned against him you know So That's right. <laughs> anyway, it goes on. Uh, there's different ways, of course, to make pasta. Everything from Mexican-themed spaghetti with corn and chili powder to bacon and escarole, you know, if you like, or in France. But, you know, whatever it is, today's National Pasta Day. So you pick your favorite way to make your pasta. Get a plate of spaghetti. Whatever it turns you out, put on top of it. Manja, 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 right? And make sure... They have to be al dente. Al dente, exactly. Make it al dente. You heard it right here on West Coast Italian Radio. Folks, we're going to be right back after this short word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Isernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Isernio Sausage. Visit Isernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides having fun and tasting batches and i'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same cheers 80 proof tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in austin texas titosvodka.com find out the latest about your favorite shows on alternative talk 1150 check out 1150kknw.com all right folks and we're back with more west coast italian radio bringing you the italian radio show And now it's time, Marcia, for, you know, my favorite segment of the week, our food and our beverage segment brought to us by Tito's Vodka. Great sponsor, uh, folks. Next time you have anything special you're going to be doing, you got to use Tito's if you want to have great drinks for your cocktails, for your dinner, whatever, because it's one of a kind and they do wonderful things for uh, charities as well all across the country. So today... Marcia, you have a special one here, our recipe of the week. What, what, what are we going to do today? Well, first of all, make sure to put in our list when we meet up again to make this dish too, because okay. you will love it. I'm sure you and your wife, you will love it. All right, all right. Vegetable with breadcrumbs. So, so this it, is, well, first, what's the name of the dish we're doing? Well, è la verdura col pane grattato. All right, which means Italian baked vegetables with breadcrumbs, okay? All right. Uh, So now what do we do? So it's really simple. You can do with any type of vegetable. Now, I, I told you some, but you can add, I can tell you. First, right. you have two red bell peppers, and you cut it into one and a half inch thick stripe. You know what I mean? Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the And then two white onions, 
same thing, one and a half inch thick rings, uh, two zucchini, uh, cut lengthwise into one four of inch thick slice, right. or you can use one eggplant. Uh, same right. thing. If you look at it, all cut like long, okay? Really yeah, long. See, see, you do everything you want to cut long ways when you cut it. Right. Little, little bite, yeah. thick enough, okay? Gotcha, gotcha. So you need those. You can use different vegetables. Uh, go for it. Have fun with that. It's, all right. You never go wrong. Anyway, you need salt, of course, because you need virgin oil, olive oil. Remember that? Yep, yep. So the first things you started, we have to season it with the breadcrumbs, Okay. All right. So make sure you have that, like eight to ten slice dry country bread. Um, now this to make fresh breadcrumbs. You can still use the one already. Uh, they have the one in the store. It's plain and yeah. have already breadcrumbs. You know, you can use that one too. But if right, you want right. homemade, it's really simple. Just slice dry uh, country bread, turn it into bite sides pieces, and put some. Um, Two teaspoon of dry oregano, chop a fresh flat leaf parsley because you need it too. Remember that? Right. So anyway, you gotta uh, bake the bread to make it crunchy. That's what you need. You know, I don't tell so, you. So, that. so you, uh, basically, you want to bake, you, 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 you take your vegetables and you roll them up in the, uh, in the batter. First of all, you do, you make the bread, put on it back in, in the oven to make sure they get toasty so you can blend this, okay? Oh, I see. After so you, that, cook, you cook the bread separately then. Right, because the bread, it, you have to make it harder, right? So you make it almost like, you're, you're almost like you're, you're cooking like croutons in a way. Okay, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah okay, I got it. That's right. Gotcha. All right. After that, you got to start to mix this breadcrumbs. That's what you need. With parsley, you put some oil, you can put pecorino cheese, parmesan, you know, two teaspoons. So or you basically, you, you want to season, Italian season your breadcrumbs after you're done baking them. One thing to actually you can add that a lot of people don't do, but I like it. Put a uh, garlic cloves, you know, why not? Put one yeah, garlic yeah, cloves, yeah, it's really yeah. good. And that's how you blend it all. And then it's going to be the crumbs the, the you fill it up, the vegetable. Got all it. Right? That's how it is that one. Now, for the vegetable, you got to cook them first, those, those vegetables. When you oh. cut them, make so you sure. you cook them before you, you do the breadcrumbs. You cook them. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Okay. So they're soft. Yes. So the other way you can do too, because there are a lot of different ways, you just have fun with that. Nothing can get you wrong. But anyway, you need those vegetables when you cut them. That's how you put the breadcrumbs. You put it right on top. Okay. I got you. So you basically put the bread after the vegetables are cooked, then you cut them up like we talked about before, and then you put the breadcrumbs on top of them, right? Right. So everything is in the oven. Remember that. In so the oven, okay. Put those, um, it looks like a casserole dish. It's going to start to look like. Yeah, a like casserole dish or like a big baby baking sheet, right? Right, right. So you're going to take like around 20, 30 minutes, you know, they have some stuff to do that um, uh, you can put in a website so they can follow their direction exactly. Right, because right. Because they have a cover with an aluminum foil for 30, 40 minutes until the vegetable. So you basically bake them then, you bake your uh, your your vegetables, you put it there with the top, with your breadcrumb Bread mixture on top. You put it right. in the oven, you bake it anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes, right? Right. Cover. And then you do uncover for another time. Cover and uncover, right. So you got to a little bit nice follow those because they're really fast to get born, uh, get, you know, 
be really easy to go wrong. <laughs> you yeah, have to be yeah. careful with that. And one thing, every time when you put it on the pan before you put it in the oven, make sure you make sure you drizzle like some oil, you know, oil, yeah. olive. Oh yeah. So you, gotta keep, you, you gotta keep it uh moist with the olive oil. Moist. Keep that you know, this is interesting. This, so, you know, um, one of the things that I love eating is uh, Japanese food. You know, we, I, personally, I eat lots of sushi and stuff, but I've had, uh, over the years friends who, uh, have also, uh, turned me on to tempura, you know, so this is almost oh, like, this is almost like Italian tempura in a way. I mean, it's different. It could be you know. because tempura is all around. You dip it, right? And then yeah, you yeah, it yeah. And then you fry. When this one, you don't dip. You just cut the vegetable and you put it on top like a cover. You don't put it all over. Right, you right, right. Put it on top the vegetable, you put the breadcrumbs. This sounds like a great appetizer. We got to try this. When we so get together, appetizer, you can use it like um, a second dish. You know, that's what we do too. Um, like with meat, is really good to eat it together with that. Like I say, have fun with different vegetables. Why not? Now, the breadcrumbs, do how you like it. Add some salt, maybe add some pepper. You know, people do that too. Uh, so other people, they don't use clover, garlic. Just have fun. Make sure you have parsley inside and cheese because it melts so good together. Uh, that sounds fantastic. You You're making me hungry. You're I making know, me I hungry. Know. I know. You're right. Me too. All right, folks. Well, that's your food and beverage segment today here from the Italian radio show brought to you again by our great sponsor, Tito's Vodka. All right. Well, now, you know, Margie, it's time for our Artist of the Week segment. Right. And actually... You came up with this great song uh, that I we really got to do. So, uh, first of all, tell the people the title in Italian. Okay. is Tutto il 2020 in una canzone. Which basically translated means everything in 2020 in one song. Okay? That's right. So, it's a song. This three and a half minute song is going to sum up. All the stuff that happened in 2020, okay? And right. The, the singers who do this, who are the singers? So there are two famous comedians from Sicily. Two so, famous Sicilian comedians, all right. Yes. So one is Tony Matranfa. Tony Matranga, okay. Matranfa. And the second one is Emanuele Minafo. Emanuele Minafo, okay, good. Right. All right. So here's their song. It's in Italian, but it's very, very catchy. I thought it'd be a lot of fun in the beat. And you know what we should do with this? We should uh, come up with a translation that we'll post it on our Facebook page for everybody. That's kind of fun. There must be a translation of this somewhere. All right. There you go, folks. Uh, everything in Italian or everything that happened in 2020 and one song. There you go. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey. 
Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got it passed on our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp? That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. And folks, we are back here with the West Coast Italian Radio Network. This is your host, Tony Lestella, with the Italian Radio Show. Uh, I got a great guest this week. You know, this is a guy uh, who is a fantastic author. We uh, He was on our show a year or two back with his book at the time, which was called Madness, which is was based on the life of Hank Lucetti, a great, great basketball player who really revolutionized the game of basketball. And then it was just a great story, great book that I enjoyed thoroughly. He has a new book coming out, or I guess it may have just come out, uh, Being Brothers, okay, which is another thing kind of based on Italian-Americans, as I believe it. Um, and, you know, it's uh, without further ado, I'm going to bring on our good friend, Mike DeLuccia. Hey, Mike, you there? I am. Hey, how are you doing, Tony? Uh, fantastic. So uh, you're back in New York now, and um, I know that you have probably been, st- you know, staying busy because uh, with all the pandemic and the closed on everything, you know, gives you a lot of time to focus on writing. Now, y- your new book, Being Brothers, is that is th- that was just released, right? That was released just before Christmas. Gotcha. And as I understand it, it's about being Italian, but, you know, you, you try to get away from the uh, stereotypical uh, images that a lot of people think of Italian. Uh, this takes place, it sounds like this must take place in the 60s, 70s. What, what, what's the year of this book? 1972. 72, right, because you talk about street games, uh, riding bikes, helmets, drinking from hoses, all the stuff that I remember enjoying when I was a kid before there was cell phones and I mean, nowadays, my kids and my grandkids constantly have a thing on their face. They're constantly buried in their phones, right? And uh, carrying on a conversation with them is an issue. So tell us a little bit about this book. Okay. Um, well, like you said before, you know, I, I, when I write, I write uh, with a focus on, on my mission. My mission is to tell stories, at least one every year, and, you know, eventually movies one every year, to demonstrate 
a true picture of Italians because really it is, it's been going on way too long. Uh, since right, the late seventies right. up until now, there's been one movie that does not represent one drama that does not represent Italians as either criminals or Jersey Shore, you know, types or, or the Gabon yeah, yeah. types, or, you know, the dummy in the group. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's a, it's an inaccurate picture of us. And at this point, it's the only movie that I can think of when you mentioned that, that really represents kind of more of realistic is like Moonstruck. Moonstruck was a good movie, you know, because, uh, that was the thing that kind of was like the old neighborhood. You still have the, the, the ethnicity of an Italian neighborhood without it being as much of a stereotype, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, with Moonstruck or with any other comedy, um, you know, I, I kind of put those in a, in a separate category. Yeah. Yeah. My cousin yeah. And, you know, you, the audience is meant to laugh at, at the characters. Right, um, Unbroken, right. Unbroken is the movie that I'm referring to. Oh, Unbroken. Yes. Absolutely. It's the only one. And yeah. The great film. And, and, you know, it's really, it's really a disgrace to, to Italians the way Hollywood has created this caricature of us. And yeah. we are such a diversified people. We've contributed so much to the world going back from the Roman Empire right up until today and, and every yeah. aspect that advances, um, society. And, and yet, um, and, and really across the board, you know, how many people know that AP Giannini was probably the greatest banker uh, in the history of banking, he that's right. Revolutionized the, the, the banking business. That's and right. Enrico yeah. Fermi, uh, you know, people when they talk about, you know, who created the, you know, the atomic bomb, they talk about Einstein, they talk about Oppenheimer. Right. But it was Fermi who was who was who was the main guy. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and and everybody at that time was working on, you know, Germany was working on uh, on nuclear power, and and everybody was working on it. What happens if somebody else had it before us? Yeah, you know, yeah. what, what would have happened if Germany had that bomb uh, oh, sure. you know, yeah. six months before we did? You know, it, it would really, definitely yeah. be a, it would definitely be a different world, wouldn't it? It'd be a different world. I mean, there, um, I think there's that TV series uh, on Netflix, uh, Man, The Man in the Castle. There's something, uh, you know, I'm talking about my cousin said it to be The Man in the Iron there Anyway, there's a TV series that mm-hmm. I think de- depicts that. With Germany winning the war, the Second World War, and how different the world is today. So, well, getting back to your book, Being Brothers. So, being now, I know your last book, uh, Madness, was you know kind of a uh, based on a you know a real person, and uh, you kind of wrote a by what's the word I'm looking for? Historical fiction. Yes, exactly. I think Lucetti. So, is this a similar thing? Um, You know, this is complete fiction. Um, you know, I grew up in, in that Bronx neighborhood that I describe in, in the book. So, you right. know, I'm pulling from my youth, you know, and, you know, going back to the Italian thing, just for one more moment, I just wanted to demonstrate an Italian family, just being an American family. There's yeah, no, yeah. you know, we're not sitting around the table, dropping F-bombs. We're not sitting around eating pasta every night. Yeah. Um, we're just a family that that's right. all. You know, so, you know, that's kind of like, you know, what this is about. It's just simply telling the story of these two brothers. They happen sure. to be Italian. Um, and and it comes from, you know, I had an older brother. So I a lot of that stuff I was pulling from. But not only is it about the story of these two brothers, and, and everybody can relate to it because we all have siblings. Right. You know, we, we, well, most of us have siblings, um, you know, and it's it's the time period it's 1972 
uh, you, you touched on it before when you were talking about how different it is today. From the early 1900s up until um, the, cell, the first cell phone came out. Right. Growing up was pretty much unchanged. It, it was a, it was a, it was a similar experience. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Kind of interactions that we had, you know, the innocence of the era. Um, you know, once cell phones entered and and computer games entered, uh, a, a huge gap, you know, grew. A canyon grew between those people who grew up prior to cell phones and video games and those who grow up after society dramatically changed um, and, I, and also the, the family dynamic uh, not only with italian families but you know with, with with all families because like i said right now you know um i think of my grandson we're going to go do something and you know the whole drive in the car is his, his face is buried in the cell phone doing something you know or you, you're around the table you're trying to have a conversation and the kids you know they're 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 on their computers, they're on their cell phones, and it's uh it's a whole different thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, people from from our era, and you know, who read the story, you know, it's only out, you know, three weeks, and uh, two weeks, three weeks, and already I've already gotten twelve or thirteen Amazon reviews. People have emailed me and said, you know, you know, you brought me back, you know, you brought yeah, me back yeah. to those days, you know, of. It just reminding me of just how special a time it was. And I, you know, I put music into it. I, I include the songs of 1972. Right, um, right. You know, to kind of put the whole feel of, of, of what it was about. Uh, you know, even, you know, you know, your first crush, you know, your first girlfriend. Right, yeah. You know, it, you know, back then it was, you know, we didn't know anything. You know, we, we were so, you know, you learn from your friends, you learn from, you know, it, it was, it was innocent. It, it really was today. I can't imagine how complicated dating must be for, for young kids today because they've gleaned all of this information from their cell phone. They've seen visual images. They've, how do you know, what kind of pressure does that put on somebody? Right. What, right. What kind yeah. of, you know, the only way to really understand about, about relationships is to live them, not, not to look at them first. And right. Going, yeah. I just think that, you know, that our time was 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 special. And, and I think that, you know, I know that anybody who comes from that era, you know, loves the book and the people now can look back on it and say, you know, damn, that was a that was what a great time to live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking this cause as you're speaking, because 1972, I was a freshman in high school. So from 72 to 76, and I think about all the things you just said, and yeah, there was, it was like a whole growing up period. You know, it really was a growing up period there between having been a child to, you know, when you graduate, you're essentially an adult, you know, uh, and uh, it was really a thing where you said to you, um, you didn't have the internet, computers, cell phones and stuff. So it was more of getting experiences. I mean, some good, some bad, but you were living and experiencing life, you know? Yes, you were, you were. And, and, and we weren't as protected as, you know, as the kids are today. Um, you know, kids today are, I, I think they're a lot more, they're a lot, they're shielded, uh, you know, by their parents. There's a lot of organized play dates. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. Kids went on the block. 
you know, you, you know, you had to be home at whatever time, you know, five o'clock or six o'clock, whatever your dinner time was, That's right. you had to be home. We left the house. You did what you had to do. There was always somebody in the street. You always were able to play a game of, you know, stickball or punch ball or, 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 you know, uh, ring Olivio or, you know, you know, and, I, and I distinctly remember there was your mother didn't call you on a cell phone to come home. Your right. mother would call out the window and it's, and you could hear her voice. You could be three blocks away and you would right. still hear your mother's voice. And oh, boy, I better get my butt home. You know, that's it. yeah, you knew you had to get home for dinner. Everybody yeah, ate yeah. together. And 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 and, you know, it was just it, it was a great, great time, you know, uh, played Scully in the street and. Um, there was just always somebody to play with. There was always a game going on. Uh, we built wagons, you know, some people call them go-karts, you know, yeah, you, you yeah. found different parts of baby carriages and, and, and those wooden, you know, the, the milk crates and you cut them and you use the cotter pins and you, you put the axles together. Right, you know, right. Built those machines and your parents weren't out there watching you, um, yeah. you know, uh, do this stuff. You know, you, you went out, you rode your bike, you know, we got scraped up a little bit. It wasn't like a, you know, a national disaster. Kids got scraped up. They picked themselves up, dusted them off. I mean, you know, so not to say, I mean, you know, that there weren't accidents and stuff, but for the most part, you were protected, but you weren't overprotected. You could still exactly. live, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, if you got in trouble in school, you never said anything to your parents because you knew which side they were going to be on. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you you just, what happened in school, stayed at school. Right. You, left, you know, you wrote it out. You didn't, you know, harbor any, you know, maybe you didn't like your teacher, but you didn't, you know, have your parents go up for the most part, unless your teacher was, like, you know, really crazy. And, and, and there wasn't these school shootings either. I mean, that was, that was crazy. That's crazy, yeah. the stuff. And I think a lot of it, I hate to say, is because of the internet computers. I mean, mm. you know, it was a big deal back in our days. Back, I remember seventies. If a kid brought a knife to school, a yeah. knife to school, then right. it's hard for me to con- conceive kids being able, first of all, to even get an automatic weapon, much less bring it to school. You know, what I mean, Absolutely. or the ammo for it. You know, yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was, a, it was a great time. You know, building forts and and all that sort of thing. You know, so being brothers, um, you know, was a, a therapeutic experience for me. Yeah, yeah. I wrote it very fast. I, I was, it just, it bled out of me. It just, it just came like it was ripe and ready. And, I'll bet, uh, I'll bet, yeah. yeah. So, so now people, if they want to get your book, let's tell them how they can get it here. Uh, they can go onto Amazon. You have it available in several different forms. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. It says for an ebook for $3.99 or you can buy the paperback version for $10.99. And I guess you just go to Amazon and you would probably enter the title Being Brothers, right? Being Brothers, uh, you probably would have to add my name to it as well. There's probably a lot of books out there with, with brothers in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you put Mike uh, DeLucia, D-E-L-U-C-I-A, so Being Brothers by Mike DeLucia, or just put Mike DeLucia and all my books will come up. That's fantastic. Also, the audio book will be out in about around three weeks. So well, that's yeah. great. And I know how much I enjoyed your book, Madness. So I'm really looking forward, especially after we talk now to this book, because it sounds like something that I can certainly relate to. And I think many of our listeners would fall into the age category where they would really be able to relate to that book, you know. So, Mike, what's going to come up next? You got you working on something with the future? 
Absolutely. Um, I will say that uh, for this, for being brothers, uh, I do have an interested um, movie producer who's interested in in this. So you know, we've been we've been talking, and, and that's, that's great. New thing, and there's also um, I'm I'm working on my next book right now. That's so. fantastic. Well, you're always welcome here. It's always a pleasure to speak with you, and you're always welcome back here anytime on West Coast Italian Radio. Folks, uh, we are with the author, Mike DeLuccia, uh, who his new book, Being Brothers, uh, you should really check this out. Go to Amazon. It's all about growing up, you know, back in the day and the, uh, in, you know, the early seventies and what the, you know, kind of a different world. Uh, if you're, if not only if you're Italian, but I think for many of us, whatever your nationality is, available on Amazon and check it out today. Uh, we're going to take a short break here for a word from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back with some more West Coast Italian radio. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. All right, folks, we're back uh, with some more West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian Radio Show. So, Marcia, you've got some really uh, good phrases here for us today. These are kind of, again, uh, phrases that are apropos for the end of one year and the start of a new, you know, of a new year. Um, so I like this. I like this. Let's go down. That, believe it or not, that's what make you understand who Italians really are. Gotcha. Um, see here the problem is we are really comedian. We joke around. We don't care. We just make fool of ourselves. It's our way to joke. We don't get to see this for too long. Exactly. So I don't sentence. They still make a joke about the COVID. You know, so they basically, they're being irreverent. They right. just, you know, nothing yeah. is sacred. Nothing's off limits. Okay. That, Very good. Fine. All right. So let's uh, do your first phrase. Okay. Non so voi, ma io del 2021 preferirei vedere prima il trailer. Which basically is, I don't know about you, but I would prefer to see the trailer of 2021 first. Yes. It's, it's, yes. it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I get that, especially after last year. All right. Let's go to your second one. Okay. Ci sono vini che migliorano con gli anni, e poi ci sono alcuni anni, come questo, che migliorano solo con il vino. All right. That's kind of a mouthful, but here's what it sums up. There are wines that improve over the years, and then there are some years, like this one, that only improve with wine. <laughs> Lots of wine. <laughs> Lots of wine, baby. Uh, but trust me, the liquor business was the only business in 2020 that was booming. 
you know, for obvious reasons. All right, what's our last one? Eh, il 2019 non era poi così male adesso, eh? So it says, 2019 wasn't that bad now, huh? <laughs> We're complaining about two, 2019. Exactly. Yeah. So oh. you can see this is where you have that irreverent, uh, nothing is sacred Italian sense of humor that we all love so much. Uh, and right. so, uh, and it's true, even when the Italians talk a lot of times, it's like they kind of, insult each other in a nice way but it's all they're always you know there's nothing that they're afraid to say right right it's true we don't keep too long the sadness we just have to figure out something else to make a joke <laughs> so so now i gotta ask you know hmm. like you know kind of as we wind down today's show here um you know everybody talks about of course i know you said like in italy there is not really any New Year's res. They, they don't do New Year's resolutions, you know, right. uh, like they do here uh, in this country. But, uh, you know, since we are in America and this is an Italian and, and an Italian American show, um, you know, I don't know if you have any New Year's resolutions. I was sort of thinking, you know, really what are the New Year's resolutions that, you know, that we should want to do, you know? Uh, right. I don't know if you want to go first. You want me to go first. Uh, you tell me, you know. Uh, you go first. Go. Well, you know, so I'm thinking, you know, that every year, you know, you do, we do a lot of the same things. But I think the biggest resolution for me is there are certain things that I want to do. I, you know, and year, year to year, you know, they kind of get, even though they're like really important goals for me to accomplish, I get so caught up in just, you know, the stuff, the daily grind, the daily routine, the stuff I got to get done. I gotta do this. I gotta, I kind of forget those big picture things that are meaningful to me that I really would like to accomplish with my life. And I think it, it, as, as you get older, you, you also get to be more, um, you know, more thoughtful of that because, you know, you don't have as much time left, right? Right. So, um, you know, one of the things, I mean, you know, there's a couple of songs that I really have always all my life wanted to record and release. And I've recorded and released a lot of songs. I mean, I think over a hundred tunes in my lifetime of different genres, but there's a couple that are very special to me that I never kind of quite get to. Part of it is because nowadays to release a song, you got to shoot a music video for it to really do anything because, you know, that's how you release stuff. That's the American things. You hoping things for me, every time you do resolution and then not going to happen, you will get upset about that. Yeah. So I just have something simple. I'd be happy that everything come back to normal. That's yes. all my goal it is. Come back to normal. Kids come back to school. That's what I'm hoping. Um, have a life to see friends because how much we see in a video, I miss to see my friends, to hug them, to touch them. You know what I mean? I miss Oh, that. yeah, absolutely. So that's my goal. I hope to everything come back to normal. If come back, that's one thing that will happen. I will not ask for nothing else because you know what I mean? I'm not going to try to do diet because if I remove that too, I will get good depression. So yeah, I yeah, yeah. eating and drinking. Okay. So I burn calorie when I'm eating, but In fact, you know, my resolution is to drink more this year. There you go. You see, you see now really simple. Um, the only good things I say, um, I'm really happy that, not happy. It's bad where the bad things what happened with COVID, but the good things is I've been spending so much time with my family and I realize how much I really miss that. And yeah, yeah. I want to stick with that. That's my ear. I want to really stick with them because 
my kids are going to grow up. They're going to be gone. So I really want to enjoy it every second. That's and I think you know, you summed up, I think you summed up perfectly. If there was one positive thing mm-hmm. that came out of 2020, it was the fact that it did get us back more because we're not so busy running around to get us back where we're interacting with our families, our loved ones more. And I think you're absolutely right. You know, to keep that connection and as, you know, the world gets back to normal, not to lose that connection. You know, we've had the opportunity to re, to really reconnect in those, with those people close to us to keep that connection. And like you said, the second thing, uh, is the fact that, yeah, we've seen each other now for months and months on Zoom. Uh, we do our show weekly, but you know, actually, you know, to be able to, to hug your friends, to touch your friends, to shake somebody's hand, um, you know, to spend that time together. There's a huge difference when you actually are in the presence of someone and you can actually, you know, put your arm around them, touch them, feel them, you know, and, 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 and have that, that, that one-on-one really true connection, you know, so. Right. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, that's our show for today. We're so glad you tuned in and uh, next week, Tune back in because we're going to have a brand new show right here on West Coast Italian Radio, the Italian Radio Show. This is Tony Lestella signing off and wishing you all an absolute fantastic week and a happy 2021 as we move forward. And ciao, Marzia. Ciao, tutti.